Hello and welcome to Strange News with Strange Shenanigans, where we talk about the weird stuff going on in the world. And there's always plenty of it. Yep, every, every time we do this, there's new stuff to talk about. Yeah, I don't... It's just... It's strange how strange our world is. Right. And it just keeps getting better. So I have a fun one. Uh, did you know that we have a quasi-moon? No. I know. Not to be confused with Quasimodo. The new quasi-moon discovered near Earth has been traveling alongside our planet since 100 BC. And we're just like, oh, hey, here it is. So it's a quasi-moon. It's a space rock orbiting the sun nearly tandem with the Earth in its pretty cool they have an illustration of what it looks like and it does it just looks like a giant rock but it's been following um the sun at the same exact time we have for ever so it makes you wonder how many things they've uh confused it with until our technology got to the point they were like oh it's a rock in our same gravitational force I, I like that the 100 foot rock is 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 a moon but pluto can't be a planet i know poor pluto i'm team pluto team pluto all the way team Pluto. So, yeah, it comes within 9 million miles of us, and the moon um, comes within 226,000 miles of Earth at its closest point, so that's a slight exaggeration. So, the, the distance is a little different, which is why it took so long to see it. They didn't see it until they were at the observatory that's in Hawaii, that's on top of a mountain. I know, it's pretty cool. But now it's officially listed and it's officially part of our, I don't know, galaxy. So it's pretty neat. Cool. Uh, I've got my favorite thing here because what's better than, you know, nature trying to murder you? A man has managed to pry a crocodile's jaws from around his head when he was attacked near a luxury, luxury resort in Queensland, Australia. Marcus McGowan was snorkeling about 17 miles off of Hagerstown Island in Cape York when the reptile struck. <laughs> While checking out some coral and fish and talking to a fellow snorkeler, I was attacked from behind by a saltwater crocodile which got his jaws around my head, he said. Jeesh. I thought it was a shark, but when I reached up, I realized it was a crocodile. I was able to lever its jaws open just far enough to get my head out. The crocodile then attempted to attack me a second time, but I managed to push it away with my right hand, which was then bitten by the croc. Mr. McGowan, 51, said he was able to swim back to the boat and was later flown by helicopter to Cairns for treatment of scalp injuries and puncture wounds. Crocodiles in the open ocean can be difficult to locate as animals often travel tens of kilometers per day, says the Queensland Environmental Department. So I'm assuming they didn't catch him. <laughs> yeah, right? It's harsh. Well, I've got some important news for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to live in California, and it was a horrible place. It was terrible. But there is a now new issue happening in California that we all really should be on the lookout for. This is from the San Francisco Standard. And um, the headline is, Are San Francisco dogs overdosing on drug-laced poop? <laughs> and that next, when you go on to read it, it says, Yes. Yes, they are. That's just disgusting. 
only yep. in San Francisco only could this be a problem. San Francisco. So I'm just going to go with the first paragraph and then we can, I don't know, widely speculate. <laughs> so recently a San Francisco dog owner claimed their pooch overdosed after ingesting human feces laced with trace amounts of drugs. Did he like scoop the rest of it up and be like, to the lab, stack? <laughs> But city leaders are saying they're battling a drug crisis. I mean, there's nothing better to do there anyway. And substance abuse use remains front of the mind for so many San Franciscans. Some pet owners are wondering if their pups face an increased risk of accidental overdoses from eating human poo. Now, 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 uh, I have to ask, do they have to wait for the dog to poop to analyze the poop? I don't know. Because that would be a uh, <laughs> shitty situation. <laughs> the, air, the area vets say that, yes, um, it's possible. That's and great. they're treating thousands of city pets per year. And, you know, we uh, dogs, some dogs eat really gross things. So, you know what? I'm not surprised that if a dog eats its own poop, it's going to eat other poop it sees on the side of the road. But the fact that when you're out walking your dog in San Francisco, you don't have to worry about it eating dog poop. You have to worry about it eating people poop. I love that that's not like the the article doesn't once address the fact that dogs are eating people poop. Like it just yeah, says there, that. There's that much shit lying around like, in San Francisco. That's what really baffles me about this headline. That it's like, yes, it's eating human feces. Yep, yep. And it's acting like this is normal. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it, it never once actually in this whole article addresses why is there human poop on your sidewalks in San Francisco. Right. We don't say that once. No. We're gonna act like it's normal and say yes, your dog might overdose if it eats human feces in San Francisco. Mmm, delicioso. <laughs> so, uh, here, here's an use of AI that I can get behind. Oh, South Korea uses AI to weigh North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. <laughs> South Korea does not say what software has been used to estimate Kim Jong-un's weight, but cites intelligence reports which suggest the North Korean leader may be battling insomnia. <laughs> okay. He appeared tired with clear dark circles under his eyes during his public appearance on May 16th and was estimated to weigh over... 140 kilograms. So I'm American and we threw the tea in the harbor. So I didn't know what that meant. So I had to, you know, <laughs> switch it over. And Kim Jong un, who stands at 5'8, which is about my height, weighs 308 freaking pounds. No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's crazy. And I feel like a porpoise at 200. So I mean, I can't imagine. But it, this is a fantastic use of artificial <laughs> intelligence. If we can fat shame. Uh, murdering tyrannical dictator. <laughs> right. This is how we should be using it. I do like how the article ends here. South Korea's spy agency is monitoring the possibility of Kim Jong-un falling into a vicious cycle of increased dependence on alcohol and nicotine and experiencing worsening insomnia given the large amount of foreign cigarettes and snacks being shipped into North Korea. Oh <laughs> <laughs> the North Korean leader's Heavy frame has drawn global interest since he became the country's leader almost a decade ago. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> and in other news, <laughs> <laughs> um, alien-like messages were sent to Earth, don't get excited, in a test to prepare for the real thing. So what would happen, according to CNN, if aliens contacted us? 
It's a long-standing question that now has a partial answer. So STI, S-E-T-I, is, sorry, S-T-I, S-E-T-I, they only added the E. That's a weird way to address contact with aliens. They are a nonprofit who has a mission to search for extraterrestrial intelligence. So aren't we. Tax exempt, right? No, but they want to explore the origin of life in the universe and blah, blah, blah. And they sent a message on May 24th. And they launched it, and it's currently orbiting Mars. And they found out the transmission took 16 minutes before being picked up by three different observatories. It was picked up in California, West Virginia, and Italy. So we are now able to have um, science experiments on sending communication and seeing seeing if what we need to do to prepare for this what that always ends well in the movies too, right? <laughs> what different things we we need to prepare for different no one's languages. seen battleship before that's all i'm saying <laughs> different how long it will take to transmit all kinds of cool things so it's nice to know we're preparing and if aliens have contacted us we can figure out what they're saying and doing on a much grimmer note, 13 <laughs> of members of the same family in Nambia have died after eating suspected toxic porridge, the country's state broadcaster has said. Porridge. Another four people are in critical condition in the hospital. Um, Was it too hot? <laughs> quoting the health ministry, said at least 20 people consumed the poisonous or toxic porridge after it was mixed with a fermented substance left over from a homemade alcoholic drink. Ugh. Too cold. <laughs> right? Too alcoholic. <laughs> Too fermented. It was just right. <laughs> the sad part about this is in the region where it's from, uh, quoting the health ministry, said the meal was prepared uh, with uh, flour and fermented sediment, but uh, most of those who died were children are oh. reported to have been in desperate need of food. Oh, well, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It really is. That took a horrible turn. It took a dark turn, right? It really did. Bring the vibe down a bit. Hmm, I could bring the vibe down a bit. Uh, Let's have it. Cryptic creature with long golden fur has been discovered as a new species in India. Yeah. So, flying around... Uh, the darkened cave in southern India is a furry creature that has lived its life in total obscurity. Scientists finally have ventured into this underground cavern and discovered this new species. They live in a subterranean cave and they're a type of colony of bats that live in nets. I know. They're like they're they're pretty crazy looking. So they're a type of of bat. They're small size. They do. They have long golden fur, a roundish head, and they have tails. They're a serene bent winged bat, and they fly only in the caves. They rarely leave. They have black wings, and their bodies have kind of their hair and their bodies have formed to like totally blend in with the rocks. So it's really hard to find them. But they're they're pretty cute, I have to say. They're like the cutest bat I've ever seen. They're a bat, but wicked fuzzy. It looks like a tiny puppy with wings. Oh. See? 
Ooh, he's, he's freaking adorable. He's re- they're really cute, but they clearly want to be left alone, so. Right. You know, I kind of feel bad. But they are. They're really cute. So maybe you'll see one soon if you're in India. Uh, more animal news. Researchers believe killer whales are deliberately hitting boats off the coast of Spain and Portugal. Um, Following a string of incidents off the southwestern tip of Europe, scientists believe younger orcas are imitating the behavior of an older hostile female, typically, right? Her name is White Gladys. (laughs) It is thought to have been traumatized following a collision with a boat or being trapped in fishing nets. The traumatized orca is the one that started this behavior of physical contact with boats. Um, He told... No, he told... Live science, the behavior was defensive based on trauma and was being imitated by other whales. Three orcas reportedly attacked the rudder inside of a sailing yacht off the coast of Spain on the 4th of May. And Coast Guard rescued all of the people aboard, but the boat did eventually sink. Uh, Two smaller whales appeared to be copying the technique of a larger one by slamming into the boat until it sunk. Just two days earlier, six orcas rammed the hull of another yacht in the Strait of Gibraltar. It followed similar reported incident in November off the coast of Portugal when another vessel sank after its hull was cracked after being hit. Well, I guess I'm going to be the nut devil's advocate, the orca advocate, and I'm just going to safely assume instead of just staying out of the orca's way after we humans traumatized it, is our goal to... uh. Fix the orcas for the people, or just as people, we just stay out of the orcas' way and get well, out of their territory. Actually, that that is what their their Portugal, at least uh, Portugal's national marine agency, is saying. It said the whales may be attracted to rudders and propellers, and warned sailors to switch off boat engines if whales approach. Good. Yep. Uh, Spanish authorities banned small boats from sailing near the coast of Cape Trafalgar. Following 50 encounters with orcas, including 25 in which boats had to be towed ashore. So, they are they are telling humans to adjust their behavior, because obviously they're good. negatively impacting the whales. Yeah, good to know. Props, then, to these countries. Pro- props. <laughs> oh! Made it's a pun fantastic even today in here. Well, if we want to stay on the theme of animals, I've got one last animal weird line. Uh, Hollywood neighborhood in Florida, I should say. Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. You know, that that, that Hollywood, the one everybody knows about. Hollywood, Florida neighborhood is at war after they catch local man on video admitting he traps cats on his property and makes them disappear. Ew. Florida man has caused outrage in his neighborhood because he proudly traps stray cats that drift onto his property, never to be seen again. David Carportzi lives in Hollywood, Florida, and he's at war with his neighbors. Poor Ida. She lives a few houses down. She's been hanging up flyers all over the area after she discovered that multiple cats have gone missing after being caught in his traps. She even recorded herself on a video confronting him, accusing him of capturing the felines. And his of catnapping yeah and its response was i am any cat that goes to my property i trap it and it disappears she sent her clip everywhere locally to the papers to the news and the news is now to an approach this guy who keeps denying everything 
para yeah, his all all his neighbors are after him. I bet <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, poor poor Ida. She says all of the cats are in danger in this neighborhood. This is a community of cats. And his other neighbors said, yeah, he's lying. I can tell you personally, he made my daughter cry every night. So we'll never forget that after he captured her cat. He did convince, I'll end it with, he did convince him to give him the cat back. But most people don't, don't get their cats back. He says when they're on my property, they disappear. So they cannot free reign, he says, on my property. Weird. I uh, know, he's capturing all the cats. All right, my, my last one is actually some some animal news. Faye and her four signets, Faye's a swan, were <laughs> taken from a pond in the village of Manaloose, a suburb of the city of Syracuse, over the Memorial Day weekend on Saturday. Police opened an inv- investigation after the swan was reported missing on Monday. A member of the public spotted two of the signets in a shop in a nearby town of Selena and called authorities. Uh, Police Sergeant Ken Hatter said a teenager who worked at the shop confessed to taking part in the swan napping along with two other suspects, police said. The remaining two signets were found at the first suspect's home in Syracuse, officers added. (laughs) However, the mother swan was eaten after being cooked by one of the suspect's aunts, Sergeant Hatter said. The mother swan was consumed. Mayor Paul Warhol added on Wednesday, sad to say, but that's what they did. <laughs> they they just ate a swan? Yep. The three teenagers were arrested on Tuesdays on charges including theft, criminal mischief, in connection with the swan disappearance. Two of the suspects, aged 16 and 17, were released to their parents because they are juveniles. And the third, who is 18, is waiting arraignment. And then what I don't get about this 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 article is it goes on about... The life goes on for the four baby swans. I really don't care. What I, I really do? care about is why are you arresting someone if they had to, if they may have potentially gone to the lengths of stealing a swan for their aunt to cook because they might not have had food and you're arresting them. Okay, but it, does the article say that? Does the article say they were so poor that they had to go to the local lake and capture a swan? It doesn't, but it doesn't say anything about it because none of the two of the three of them can't even talk, and one of them's facing criminal charges. He's not going to open his mouth. <laughs> okay, well, that's not where my mind went when you read this article. My mind went to who called the police and noticed that the swans were missing. It's a yuppie town in New York. They're <laughs> they're all out there feeding the swans every day, you know, with their soy latte. You know, whatever bullshit Because, like, drink. we have a lot of ducks. I honestly don't know if I would even notice if a particular duck was not on the lake anymore. Well, I mean, there's, like, 40 of them, so... But still, like, who and noticed? And this is Maine. Uh, we eat ducks here. You know what a swan is? A fancy-ass duck. I don't think you can eat a swan. I feel like that's a thing. I don't Don't eat shit. swans. Looks delicious. Don't feed a guy a sponge, Bob. <laughs> Alright, do you have anything left? That's all I had. I have a, a, a micronation micronation I know. Yes. so we've never talked about micronations before but i went through a phase where i was like super <laughs> obsessed with micronations and i've tried to step back and i didn't try to step back because of how weird they are i like tried to step back because i was like i think i'm gonna join a micronation <laughs> <laughs> like, you sound amazing and i just wanted to be invited and nobody would invite me right? so Anyway, so inside a bizarre micronation in is a, the desert of Nevada. 
They now have a dictator, not a king. And I remember this micronation. So I'm really glad they resurfaced in the media (laughs) for a new article. So they have a currency based on cooking dough. And they have a ban on walruses. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Republic of Malaysia. Um, They're not a part of the UN, but they've tried to get recognition. (laughs) It is near the Carson... Oh, oh, it was founded, sorry, um, near the Carson River by Kevin Baugh, who serves as a dictator, and his friend James Spielman. Um, I remember James Spielman's name from a documentary England did on micronations in the U.S. Because for some reason, no one in the U.S. wants to admit that we have micronations. <laughs> so I just remembered the name. Um, but James, uh, unfortunately, has left the micronation. But uh, ba- Bo's town, after, uh, named after him, is still going to stay. Um, and it has three whole residents. And... Uh, the new president um, is now the prime minister dictator and he's staying with it. He says his first lady, Lady Adderline, and their daughters, Alexis, who is uh, uh, the chief constable. Ooh. Yep. So they got an enforcer. They moved from Oregon to Nevada. So that's what they are now. They have good relations with their neighbors, who apparently is also a micronation. (laughs) It has a complex legal system. It has laws saying it's illegal to cause a catastrophe, and it's illegal to play percussion instruments. (laughs) Um, Catfish, walruses, missionaries, and tobacco are also banned from this micronation, so Jehovah's beware. (laughs) And they're coming back into the news for no reason, I think, other than to, like, get attention, you know, kind of resurface how they do. They're down to three members. Right, I think, I really think that's the thing, because, um, if you... And when one of your three members is the dictator and the other one's the enforcer, that kind of doesn't leave much left to to dictate or enforce. Your president laughs, and now you're a dictator prime minister, and, um, there was an article written about them in 2002, and at that time they had 35 members, so something happened. (laughs) Apparently he did. Right? They have a jail. They have a singular jail cell for those who cause mayhem. There's only three of them. Yep. <laughs> they have. What do they do? Hey, I don't want to watch that episode right now. Go sit in jail. Don't don't fuck with me. Go, get in the cell. Their money is called Valora, and that means valuable. Sure. And their second language, which is Esperanto, so they speak <laughs> English and Esperanto. They have a cemetery. Cookie dough is the money standard here. All their money is based on cookie dough. Kim Jong-un would appreciate that. I know. He has his own oval office. And when the reporter from the mirror asked how he came up with his policies, he replied, mostly from my head and stuff. And stuff. That's what it's mostly in my head (laughs) and stuff. Uh, The militians militians also have a Navy. It's a tight-knit operation run from the... Arid desert and consists of a small fleet of inflatable kayaks. <laughs> when the reporter from the mirror um, asked why the nation of three might need a navy, the president revealed, We are currently at war. <laughs> oh, you're not done laughing. We are, in fact, at war with the nation of East Germany. <laughs> what? And when you were like, East Germany, 
if you were born after, let's say, 1991, you're probably like, I've never heard of East Germany. Lucky for us, we watch a lot of TV. We've heard of East Germany, which doesn't exist. (laughs) He claimed East Germany, which ceased to exist since 1990, disturbed his sleep while he was stationed in West Germany after World War II. (laughs) Um, The guy's 59. What? Yep. Yeah. Um, he claims East Germany still exists in the form of, of an uninhabited place just outside of Cuba called Ernest Thanland Island. He added, there is no one with whom to arrain peace, so the war will still go on forever. <laughs> yep. Of course, the supreme leader is a, is a philanthropist who ensures relations with U.S. neighbors remain civil in cookie dough we don't really get involved (laughs) with politics of the united states and we've never really gotten involved so we're okay oh thank god i'd hate to go to war with three people (laughs) (laughs) they might be a micronation but they don't fight it they still pay their taxes and he says we pay taxes but we call it foreign aid to the united states (laughs) that's a good outlook on it as long as we get them a reasonable amount of foreign aid, then they're fine. <laughs> and I love that more than anything. I think right. I'm going to change that. Hilarious. So I don't pay taxes. I give you foreign aid. <laughs> the Micronation even has its own time zone. It has Malaysian Standard Time, which is 39, 39 minutes ahead of Pacific Time. And 21 minutes behind Mountain Time. <laughs> Depending on which way you are facing. (laughs) Yep. Oh, my Lord. They have one big celebration a year, and it's called the Day of the Dude. The Day of the Dude? It's held in honor of Jeff Bridges. (laughs) His character from the movie. The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Oh, my God. I can't take this anymore. Oh, Another important day that they honor oh, is Kickassia Invasion Victory Day, which celebrates them seeing off invaders from the micronation of Kickassia on April 11, <laughs> 2010. Okay, then. Yep. And his recent New Year's speech, His Excellency Bao said, Malaysia is the greatest of all small nations of the world, a beacon to those that seek self-government and sovereignty. (laughs) So I hope I have some more updates for you about Malaysia, especially how to pronounce it very soon. Right. Well, I think that's all we've got for you folks. Thank you to the mirror for ending our news on a high like that. Right. This has been a Strange Shenanigans news update. You can find us on Patreon under Strange Shenanigans. You can find us on the TikTok and Instagram also under Strange Shenanigans. And you can find us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Podbean under The Strange Show. I'm Stan. I'm Ashley. Stay a little weird, guys. <laughs>